Thank you, worship team, for serving us as we worship God, for leading us, for helping us to be the worship team this morning. Gracias al equipo de adoración por ayudarnos a ser el equipo de adoración para el Señor. I want to welcome all of you. I want to welcome those of you online. It's great to see you, to look out and to see uh, every single one of you. I, I can't take it all in at once, but it's just a beautiful sight, and I'm glad you're here. Uh, es es uh, un privilegio darles una cordial bienvenida esta mañana. Uh, we are a church that is alive. That's what I love. Our Savior lives, but we live because he lives, and there's, there's all kinds of life just spilling out all over the place right now. Uh, at sunrise, I, I vida en esta iglesia. Tonight we have more evidence of that and more opportunity for that. We have starting at 6 p.m. Uh, what we call our foundations class. It's a kind of uh, a episodic, you know, series of basic theology, basic doctrine from God's word, and that will be at 6 p.m. in our big classroom over there. I think it's called the serve room, and we want you to be a part of it. Uh, it's a video-based series led by one of our great elders at large, Cody Rourke, and we'll, we'll be there to learn, and I invite you to that. Para los que hablan español esta tarde a las 6, tenemos nuestro grupo Comunidad Amanecer, donde nos reunimos acá y profundizamos en el mensaje mientras los jóvenes tienen su tiempo mientras hay otra clase y los invitamos a ustedes and we also just want you to know uh, parents we will have some child care available this evening too so you can take advantage of that uh, as our high schoolers have youth group as we have our, our foundations class please be aware of that as well and speaking of life all over the place you want to see life heading out of this room we've got life here we've got children that love Jesus and we love them boys and girls it's children in worship time we want to dismiss you queremos despedir a los niños al tiempo de niños en adoración they're going to have a great great time this morning and we are so grateful for those teachers and helpers that serve in that ministry and that uh, do that so well Gracias a Dios por esas maestras y esos que ayudan en ese ministerio. I want to invite you to get your Bibles out. And even as you're doing that, it's occurred to me that this is a time when we hear God speaking to us. Abramos las Biblias porque Dios nos está hablando. But previous to us opening our Bibles, I believe God has already been speaking in our service. We've already heard the Word of God speaking out. Through, uh, through the worship of our, of our God and through prayer and through the scriptures that have been sh shared through, through the encouragement from Tony and from Martin and others. But I want to bring us to our scripture this morning from Mark chapter 10, verses 42 through 45. Marcos, capítulo 10, versículos 42 al 45. We're in a series looking at reshaping tools, the tools that God's going to use to reshape us, to mature us. Estamos mirando herramientas para remodelarnos. And I'm going to read this first in Spanish, afterwards in English. Comienzo leyendo en español. And I want to set the scene a little bit. This is uh, uh, words of Jesus. These are words of Jesus given after two disciples, James and John, came to Jesus and they were looking for special seats of honor in the kingdom of God, in, in Jesus' kingdom. Esto fue algo que ocurrió después que Jacobo y Juan llegaron a Jesús buscando sillones especiales, lugares especiales en el reino del Señor. So I want to pick up the reading at that point after Jesus has responded to them. Verse 42, versículo 42, dice, Así que Jesús los llamó y les dijo, 
como ustedes saben, los que se consideran jefes de las naciones oprimen a los súbditos y los altos oficiales abusan de su autoridad. Pero entre ustedes no debe ser así. Al contrario, el que quiera hacerse grande entre ustedes deberá ser su servidor. Y el que quiera ser el primero deberá ser esclavo de todos. Porque ni aún el Hijo del Hombre vino para que le sirvan, sino para servir y para dar su vida en rescate por muchos. Jesus called them together and said, you know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Arbeit macht frei. Arbeit macht frei. No, I'm not learning another language. Those words, those three words at one time, represented for millions of people just a glimmer of hope, just a little bit of hope in the middle of a situation that was very dark, that was full of oppression. Arbeit macht frei. Esas tres palabras eran esperanza para millones en, en ese lugar. Arbeit macht frei. These words were displayed over the gates of Dachau and Auschwitz and other Nazi concentration camps. Son palabras sobre los portones de los campos de concentración de los Nazis. Arbeit macht frei. Work sets you free. El trabajo te liberta. It was a total lie. It was a complete lie. Fue una mentira total. After World War II, you and I know the terrible truth was revealed about these places. In these places, in these dark concentration camps, these places were not a place where work set people free. No eran lugares donde el trabajo libertaba a la gente, but rather for millions of people, work was a way to kill off the weak, era manera de matar a los débiles. And for the strong, work became a one-way ticket to the gas chambers. Para los fuertes era una manera de llegar a las cámaras de gas. Arbeit macht frei. In the end, you and I know the story, some six million Jews and other so-called undesirable peoples were crushed and eliminated from the face of the earth, all while being told that work, that their service would set them free. Seis millones perecieron al decirles que su servicio les iba a libertar. 
I want you to have that in mind as we come to our scripture today because there is a temptation to read this scripture wrong, I think. As we look at Mark chapter 10, verse 43 and beyond, it would seem at first glance that Jesus is saying something that, that is very similar to Arbeit macht frei. Parece que aquí Jesús dice algo parecido a Arbeit macht frei. Work sets you free. It would almost seem like, like Jesus is, is holding out here a bit of a carrot on a stick, a little bit of bait for us. Parece como un, un palo con una zanahoria. Jesus is saying, if you want to be great, you must be a servant. If you want to be the first, you must be slave of all. Para serse grande hay que ser servidor. Para ser primero hay que ser esclavo de todos. In other words, if you want to get to the top, if you want to reach your goal, if you want to be where you need to be and want to be, you've got to work for it. You've got to suffer and slave away and serve hard and then maybe you'll get it because in the end, work sets you free. Hay que ser esclavo, hay que trabajar duro para ser, hacerte libre. El trabajo te va a libertar. At least that's what we think we hear. In fact, I think that for many people then becomes the concept that they have when we start to talk about this thing called Christian service. Christian service. The idea that many people have is that for Christians, service is something that we've got to do in order to get what we want. Mucho piensa que el servicio cristiano es trabajar por algo que queremos. If you want to be accepted by God, if you want to please God, if you want to be accepted in the church family, and if you want to be considered spiritual, then you've got to serve. Why? Because serving, working, is going to set you free. Si quieres que Dios te acepte, para agradar a Dios, para ser aceptado de los hermanos, hay que servir porque el servicio te va a libertar. But you know what? I don't know about you, but that's not good news to me. That's not the gospel. Esas no son las buenas noticias. You know what that, that particular perspective is? Really, it's a one-way ticket into the concentration camp of trying to do something we can never do, which is to earn our way with God. Es un boleto al, al campo de concentración de, de, de ganar y meritar el favor de Dios. In Galatians chapter 5 verse 1, the early church leader Paul writes something that I think has to do with this. I want to invite you to look at that with me. Galatas 5.1. Now I want you to understand who Paul is. Paul is a man who wrote and said something radical. He said, I'm Paul, I'm a servant. Literally he said, I'm a slave of Jesus. Pablo decía, yo soy esclavo de Jesús. And yet here in Galatians 5.1, Paul says something that really begins to break down this, this preconceived notion we might have that serving is about earning. He says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. 
Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Cristo nos libertó para que vivamos en libertad, por lo tanto manténganse firmes y no se sometan nuevamente al yugo de esclavitud. So he's saying Jesus has set us free. He's set us free not in order for us to return to a yoke of slavery. What does he mean by that? Cristo nos libertó no para volver al yugo de la esclavitud. He's saying Jesus has set us free not so that we go back into a mindset of slaving and serving away in a system of trying to earn God's love and forgiveness by slavish dedication to commandments we can never fulfill. Cristo no nos libertó para que seamos esclavos al yugo de la ley a un sistema de méritos por nuestras propias obras. In other words, we're sinners, but we do not serve in order to be saved, in order to be set free. Somos pecadores, pero no servimos para luego ser salvos, para ser liberados. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Cristo nos libertó para ser libres. So we're not to serve in a system of merits and of earning and of trying to make our way with God. You'll never get out of that. But here's the other thing. We're not called to serve sin either. No somos llamados para servir el pecado tampoco. A page later in Galatians 5 verse 13. Galatas 5 13. Paul says, you my brothers and sisters were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature. Rather serve one another in love. Hermanos, ustedes han sido llamados a ser libres, pero no se valgan de esa libertad para dar rienda suelta a la naturaleza pecaminosa. Más bien, sírvanse unos a otros con amor. We are free, but we are free for freedom. It is not that we're free in order to go back and serve sin, to indulge that old way of living. Somos libres, pero no para volver al pecado. So we do not serve in order to get free, but once we are free, we are not serving sin either. Here's what we are. We are free to be free, and now that we are free, we are free in order to serve. Somos libres luego para servir. And how do we serve? We serve by loving one another. When you're free to love one another, you actually end up fulfilling the command that could never earn your way with God. And so here's the thing. With Jesus, our slogan is not Arbeit macht frei. Work, service will set you free. El lema no es el trabajo te va a hacer libre. El servicio te hace libre. I googled it, and a better slogan is Arvaita Weil du Freibist. Serve because you are free. Serve because you are free. Sirvan porque ya 
son libres. So it's important we establish this, that service in the Christian life is how we express a freedom we already have because of what Jesus did for us. El servicio como expresamos una libertad que Cristo ya nos dio. Notice, sin is not how we express our freedom. I'm free, I can go sin. No, that's not freedom, that's slavery. El pecado no es como expresamos la libertad. And here's another thing. We do not express our freedom by dominating other people. By by thinking ourselves superior to others. No expresamos la libertad dominando a las otras personas. This is where the disciples James and John got off track. Jacob y Juan se despistaron así. They come to Jesus, as I said before, they've got this request. They say, hey, Jesus, we want special seats. We want a special place of honor in your kingdom. Jesús, queremos un lugar de honor en tu reino. One on the right, one on the left. What do you think? You know, they were part of the inner circle of disciples, so they figured, you know, we should probably deserve that. Eran parte del círculo más íntimo de los discípulos. To use the words of that song from Hamilton, they were in the room where it happens. Right? They were in that spot of, of special honor. Estaban en ese lugar de honor, so why not? Why not be special? And Jesus corrects them. He says, you don't know what you're talking about. Jesús le corrige. And then the disciples, the other disciples, get upset. They're offended by James and by John and by their arrogance. Se ofenden los otros discípulos por la arrogancia de Jacob y Juan. But then Jesus, what does he do? Jesus sets everybody straight. He, he, he orients everybody to the truth. Jesús orienta a todos a la verdad. And here's where we, we really have to understand the context of what he says next. He says, if you want to be great, you must be a servant. If you want to be first, you must be slave of all. Si quieres hacerte grande, debes ser servidor. Si quieres ser primero, debes ser esclavo de todos. Why? For not even the Son of Man that's me, came to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Ni aun el Hijo del Hombre vino para que le sirven, sino para servir y para dar su vida en rescate por muchos. So notice, Jesus is not saying you've got to serve to be great. He's not saying you've got to serve to be first because that's not even the goal. The goal isn't to be first. The goal isn't to be great. Ni es la meta ser grande o primero. That's not the goal. What's the goal? Love. Loving. Giving. El amor. El dar. And how do we do that? Serving. Jesus says, that's where I come in. That's how I roll. I've not come to be served. I've come to serve. I've come to give. I've come to love. I've come to rescue many people. Who's Jesus? He's the greatest. Jesús es el primero. Él es el más grande. Y Él ha venido no para que le sirvan, sino para servir. 
So we need to understand what's going on here. Serving the Lord is not some carrot on the stick that Jesus is putting out here saying, hey, if you want something better than serve, it's not a punishment and it's not a way to earn God's favor. No es un castigo ni una manera de merecer el favor de Dios. So what's serving? What's the place of serving then for followers of Jesus? Well, serving is a reshaping tool. It's a reshaping tool that God is going to use as we walk with Jesus in order to, to shape us, to, to transform us, and to mature us into the likeness of Christ, the greatest servant of all. Es una herramienta para remodelarnos en la figura de Jesús, el siervo más grande de todos. Go with me to John chapter 13, Juan 13. And there we find Jesus stripping down into the uniform of a slave, which is basically nothing. He has a towel around his waist. Jesús se viste como esclavo, and he washes the disciples' feet. And then afterwards, in John 13, 14, he says this to his disciples. El lava los pies de los discípulos, y después dice esto. He says, if, now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. Si yo, el Señor y Maestro, les he lavado los pies, también ustedes deben lavarse los pies los unos a los otros. I've set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Les he puesto un ejemplo para que hagan lo mismo. And then he says this in verse 16, I tell you the truth, no servant is greater than his master. Les aseguro ningún siervo es más que su amo. And so now that you know this, you'll be blessed if you do what I'm telling you. Van a ser dichosos, benditos, si hacen esto y ponen esto en práctica. So the question Jesus is putting before us here is not who's the first, who's the greatest. La pregunta no es quién es el primero más grande. There's an answer to that question already. Jesus is the first. Jesus is the greatest. Jesús es el primero y Él es el más grande. And if the one who is the first, and if the one who is the greatest has bowed down to wash the feet of disciples, has come down to suffer and bleed and die on a cross, y el primero y grande ha lavado los pies y ha sufrido y muerto en la cruz, then we will be blessed if we follow his example by serving and loving others like him. Vamos a ser benditos a seguir su ejemplo y amar y servir a los demás. And not only will we be blessed in following his example, here's the cool thing. Because he set us free, we now have been given his very life his resurrection life from his Holy Spirit breathed in us to be able to serve. We are actually empowered to do it. Tenemos el poder del Espíritu Santo para que podamos servir. So with all of this in mind, what we're talking about is following a way of service in the Christian life, of following Jesus on a road of service. Se trata de seguir a Jesús en el camino del servicio. And along this road, uh, there are a couple of ditches I think we have to avoid. Hay dos zanjas para evitar. First of all, there's the ditch 
uh, I was talking about earlier, which is the ditch of thinking that our service somehow is going to earn points with God or somehow makes us better because we, you know, we get closer to God through the service, that somehow that, that ups our, our standing with God. A la primera sanja es pensar que el servicio nos merita algo con Dios. The other side of it is thinking that our service is going to earn us points with other people and impress them or make us somehow better than them. Jesus says, not so with you. You're not going to be like the pagans who think that it's about being in large and in charge and being over people. No vas a pensar ser como los paganos que piensan ser mandamases. That's not the way it is. That's another ditch to avoid. I love how uh, author Richard Foster talks about this. He talks about the difference between what he calls self-righteous service and true service. El servicio egoísta y el servicio verdadero, según un autor. So let me see if I can describe this for you. He says self-righteous service is always going to look for the... Uh, the big opportunity to serve, the big deal, the, when, when service is titanic and, 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 and spectacular. El servicio egoísta busca el servicio espectacular. True service really doesn't distinguish between a big act of service and a small act of service. It's all the same. True service is going to welcome all opportunities to serve. doesn't matter what it's like. El servicio verdadero no distingue entre uh, actos grandes o pequeños de servicio. Self-righteous service wants to be seen, wants to be visible, wants to be recognized. Hey, look at me. I'm on social media. I did this for the poor this week. I did that. We raised this much money. Aren't we great? That's self-righteous service. True service is content to be hidden. El servicio verdadero se esconde. It doesn't fear attention, but it doesn't look for attention either. No tiene miedo de la atención ni la busca. Self-righteous service is going to become bitter and upset when people don't respond to what I've done the way I want them to respond. Hey, where's my thanks? That person didn't do what I thought they were going to do. El servicio egoísta se amarga cuando la gente no responde al servicio como uno quiera. True service is free from the need to demand a certain response from someone. Or that you would get that pat on the back. A servicio verdadero no demanda una cierta respuesta. Self-righteous service is only going to serve when there is an overwhelming feeling inside. Like, yeah, I want to serve. El servicio egoísta sirve según una emoción. Hey, it's Christmas time. I feel so sorry for those people on the streets. Fourth of July or whatever. August 25, I don't care. I don't feel like it today. En la Navidad vamos a servir a los pobres, pero en agosto, ¿quién, ¿quién quiere hacer eso? True service 
Well, true service really, again, is free from the need to be visible and free from the need to be recognized. And, and really, it, it ministers not out of an emotion. It's going to minister out of a sense that there is a need and there's a call from God and, and I'm called to respond and to fill that gap. I can fill that gap and so I will. El servicio verdadero responde según la necesidad y el llamado de Dios. So with that, self-righteous service is going to become something that's kind of sporadic. Hit or miss, here or there. But true service for a Christ follower is a lifestyle. It's the way I live. It's what I do. This is who I am because this is who Jesus is. And I'm following him. I'm just going after him. El servicio verdadero es, es un estilo de vida. El servicio egoísta es esporádico. A lifestyle of true service freely given out of gratitude for the freedom that Jesus has given us in the power of his spirit through the blessing of his example. That kind of service rendered as a lifestyle is going to transform our lives if nobody else. Un servicio así rendido por gracia, Señor, un estilo de vida para transformarnos. So the question I guess we need to ask ourselves and I want us to ask today is how can I grow in my service? ¿Cómo crecer en el servicio? And I think actually it begins not by necessarily looking to ourselves because the temptation is to say, well, I can't, I don't, I don't have this. No es de mirarnos a nosotros mismos, but it begins really by looking to Jesus and beginning to catch a vision of how much he has done for us. The Son of Man came to give his life as our ransom. And so, how can I begin to express the love, the gratitude, the thanks that I have because Jesus Christ has set me free? ¿Cómo puedo expresar la gratitud que tengo porque Cristo me ha libertado? It's like the old poem, How do I love thee, Jesus? Let me count the ways. And then there's this crazy thing that begins to happen when you start to do that, when you're gracious and gr grateful, you serve and you give, small ways or big ways, you start to realize that you're developing skills and abilities and you're discovering talents and you're discovering gifts and things that you never even knew you had. And, and, and as you kind of go beyond your comfort zone, you start to realize, hey, this is fun. There's joy in this. This is, this, is a, this is a kick to serve the Lord. Empezamos a desarrollar capacidades que ni sabíamos que teníamos. So it's with that in mind that uh, this morning I want to invite you next Sunday after worship, we're going to have a, a, an, a, a, just a special event after worship, a, a mini serving fair. Vamos a tener una pequeña feria de servicio después del servicio el domingo que viene. What's that? Well, we're basically just going to have a brief time after worship with some refreshments and an opportunity for you to, to talk with different people and to have a conversation about opportunities to serve through Sunrise Community Church. And we're not the only game in town, but there may be an opportunity for you to serve through the church, and we want to help you. Part of our mission as a church is to find out how has God wired you to serve? How can you be using your gifts and abilities? We'd love to talk with you more about that. 
Después del servicio vamos a tener un tiempo de, de, de refrescos y también para hablar un poco de oportunidades para que, que tengan para servir. We'd love to have you be a part of it. One of those opportunities I want to highlight right now, I want to call the, uh, Deacon Mike Hickey to come up because over the last few months we've been growing in a ministry called Care Portal. Care Portal works with children in the child welfare system and we are learning how to connect our church. It's a serving opportunity. Mike nos va a hablar de Care Portal, una oportunidad para ayudar a los niños en el sistema de, de, de los niños, eh, el sistema social. So Mike, what, where are we at with Care Portal and, and what's the opportunity? So, you know, we've been in this for a um, few months now. I think we've had the opportunity, I think you all remember the cleanup. Uh, but uh, we're starting to get a little bit more requests coming through uh, to Care Portal. And so we're looking to expand that and offer that to everybody out here and anybody else that wants to be involved. So what it is, we'd like to ask you to sign up and see some of these requests that come through. And if you guys are able to help out with that, we would really love for you guys to get involved. And it doesn't mean that you have to physically, you know, pur uh, purchase something or give something. But if you have a vehicle or something that we can transport, or if you're just willing to go with somebody to deliver those um, needs to these families, And, we, you know, part of that is, is, is through this care portal as well. So um, it's, it's getting a little bit more uh, bigger with it, more requests coming through. And so we're just looking to expand that uh, to, to everybody. We'll still have our four, uh, group, uh, core group of people so that uh, if you guys have any questions, I'll be out here next week as well, hopefully with some more information and to answer any additional questions. But what we're just looking to do is expand that to everybody out here to be able to to you know serve and if you feel that in your heart you know that love to give then this is a perfect opportunity so this is an online tool that as people sign up then they're going to see the real needs coming in yes. and if there's something they can meet they they just speak up and and we make the connections yes. right yes so if you do sign up you'll get an alert via text via an email however you want to uh, have that alert set up and then yes if you feel that you've got that you can do that then you can go right online and you can say, yes, I can. If you can fulfill some of it, you don't have to fulfill the entire need, but if you have something that might just, you know, be a part of that need, then you say, I just have this, but I'd like to offer that. So mm -hmm. you don't feel obligated that you have to do the entire request if you just have something. You know, a lot of the requests are for furniture for kids. They need beds, right? They need to be beds mm -hmm. to, to stay in the family. They need this, they need that. So let's say you just have a mattress. You don't have a full bed, but you have a mattress. You can say, I have a mattress. I can offer that. Things like that. So just yeah. don't feel obligated that you have to fill the entire request, but just feel, um, you know, whatever you have that you can offer is, is greatly appreciated. And um, you just see the smile on the faces. You know, we've done a couple of uh, deliveries, you know, uh, aside from the cleanup. And, uh, you know, you, when you see the kids um, light up that they've got something new coming in their house, Uh, that's just it's it's an awesome feeling and I want any everybody on there to to feel what we feel when we do that so thank you Mike uh, and I'll explain this in Spanish thank you thank you for your help entonces CarePol es un sitio de web que nos ayuda a conectar con las necesidades en, en, eh, con niños y familias en el sistema social y vamos a tener más in, información el domingo cómo se pueden inscribir para recibir notificaciones en sus textos y en, en email uh, But I think Mike said it really well at the end there, the joy that he gets of watching 
others be blessed through his service. El gozo de servir. That's what we're after. And I truly believe that there is a place of service and of giving for every single Christ follower, every single one. It's a matter of discovering and walking in that pathway. Hay un lugar de servicio para todos en la iglesia. Arbeiter frei, weil du frei bist. I think I got it right. We serve. We serve because Jesus has set us free. Servimos porque Cristo nos ha libertado. Let's pray together, shall we? Vamos a orar. This morning, Lord, we're brought to a place of humility, of being humbled. Because you, the Lord of the universe, the Bible says you came down, you didn't consider being God Almighty something to hold over us, but you rather came down to us and took the form of a slave, a servant, going all the way to the cross. Somos humillados, Señor Jesús, porque tú, siendo Dios, te bajaste para hacerte siervo de todos en la cruz. If you, are Lord and Master, the greatest, have gone to the lowest place for us, we can serve not to put a smile on your face not to earn anything but we can serve because you've set us free podemos servir porque nos has liberado Lord I want to pray for each person in our our community at sunrise anyone within the sound of my voice that you would be guiding them leading them to opportunities this week to serve and perhaps God that there would be a an opportunity to hide that service, to do something anonymous, to do something hidden for someone else in Jesus' name. Pido que esta semana podamos servir a la mejor de forma anónima, escondida para la gloria de tu nombre. Thank you, Jesus. We give you the praise and the honor and the glory this morning. It's all about you. Todo se trata de ti, Señor. In your holy name we pray. In tu santo y precioso nombre te lo pedimos. Amen.